The High Chinuch Show is brought to you by King David Schools, the cornerstone of our community for 75 years. Torah isn't education, it's transformation. This is High Chinuch with Rabbi G. 101.9 We are back as we do every Monday between 2 to 3 where we discuss education, where we discuss different things that will influence us to be better people, to influence our families, our friends, our communities, and everything in between and just bring ourselves to live in the world we want to live in. Today, however, and I'm shortening my beginning because there's so much and so many uh, people and topics and things that we need to speak about. And today I'm here with literally the educators of our community and generation. I'd say when we say education, and many times people tell me, well, it's not really only pure education, which is a, its own discussion because we do have doctors and we have professionals and we have professionals in every walk of life that come into studio but today we're in the real thing and we're here with the leaders educators of the next generation and obviously we are here because of the matric results that came out last week last week we also interviewed quite a few of the uh, great achievers in the community and we are now speaking to the people that made that success happen so instead of me starting to introduce we're going to go quickly around the room and let's meet the people, the educators, the principals of the schools that are with us today, and then maybe after the, we introduce, then I'll comment further. Um, good afternoon, Joseph. I think you'll start, and then we'll go one by one. Sure. Hi. Okay. So as you said, I'm Joseph Jurassi, and I'm the head at Red Hill School. Okay. Good afternoon. I'm Deanne King. I'm from St. Mary's School, Waverley. Okay. Hi, I'm Rebecca Saki, principal of Torah Academy Girls High. Afternoon, Rabbi and listeners. It's Andrew Baker from King David Victory Park. Good mm-hmm. afternoon. It's Lorraine Schrager from King David Lingsfield High School. Mm. Rabbi G, mm-hmm. thanks for having us on your show. It's Rob Long from Yeshiva College. Okay, so now that we've got to meet all of you and start to discuss a bit of the metric, the results, let's start with the very simple. Are we celebrating today? Seeing what happened. Joseph, are we celebrating? Um, Rabbi, I think all of us here are celebrating outstanding results from all of our schools. Um, We're lucky enough to be within communities that have um, outstanding teachers, that have supportive families, and have outstanding students. And I think right across the board, all of our schools did remarkably well. Um, uh, if If you look at those results, you know, you're going to find that what I take out of it by looking at the schools that are represented here today and I look at top schools all over the world, I think the one thing that we can say is that our top schools in South Africa rate as good as, if not better, than a lot of the top international schools. And, and I think we can celebrate that. Definitely something to celebrate. And so we do need to t- take our first ad break and we'll continue this discussion regarding the feelings and, and how we appreciate how we've come to, where we've come to, and where the academics are holding today in our community. In the meantime, if any of our listeners want to comment, want to ask, want to say, maybe there's a question you have to your principal that you never managed to ask, send it into the radio and we will ask. Or maybe you, and this is what I asked our, um, uh, the, our top achievers in the show last week, maybe there's a certain compliment that you owe your principal for all this, everything they've done for you, or a teacher, or something that good you have to say about your school, and you want that opportunity, 34519 is the SMS line. You are welcome to message in and see 
And yeah, we will take our short break and we will come back right back. The Chai Chinuch Show is brought to you by King David Schools, the cornerstone of our community for 75 years. 101.9 and we are just at the beginning of a discussion with uh, the principals of uh, the leading schools here in uh, Joburg in the community and we're really discussing the trick results and what school is all about and anything and right before the break I said that if there's anything you would like to share comment ask about the schooling system about school environments obviously we're talking more about high school here um, or anything you'd like to share about your experience or anything there, please send us an SMS at 34519, or you could send a telegram at 061-895-1019, or even email us at onair at chayfm.com, and we will address pretty much anything that is appropriate, I'd say. Okay, so we are here talking about the metric results and the academic, very academic side of things, and knowing some of you and working with some of you, I know that some in some schools the principal is the academic principal, and potentially there's another principal that is doing uh, the when there's a dual curriculum, they're doing the kodesh, uh, they're doing other stuff, and there's some places that the principal there's one person that that is the principal on every level, and I actually want to start with Rebecca. You are a principal in a school that you are the principal that's looking after everything at our academy for quite a few years, I think it's fair to say. And I'm wondering, sitting here in the panel talking about metric, what part of importance does metric take within the overall education system or school that you have and what you actually want to teach your students? Thank you. So... Um, firstly, just to say that this year we did appoint an academic head. Thank God. So we're really excited about that. <laughs> so okay. That's one less thing I'm going to be doing. I think matric is really important and we take it very seriously at Torrey Academy, but not more seriously than we do our Kodesh studies. Those are equally important to us. And I think that is the beauty of being in a Torah school where there is a balance between the two curriculum that we offer. With that said, the most important thing is potential. If a child wants to go on to study medicine, actuarial science, or to be a beauty therapist, they have to be able to do that, and they're only going to be able to do that through the matric that they manage to attain. So I think we, we balance out again the two curriculum curriculums, and I think that our students become holistic adults as a result of that and we're really proud of them we think it's amazing it is it really is impressive seeing what's going on Diane what does matric mean for you I think Rebecca's right I mean for us it's that gateway into the next phase of education um, it opens doors into tertiary education but I think each phase of, of school and, and education is very important you know the foundation phase um, I think is equally as important as, as matric. Um, matric does have quite a lot of hype around it. I think it um, results in something quite tangible um, to celebrate, but it's certainly not more important than any other phase in, in a child's education. Definitely uh, completely important. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering from you, Andrew, when we talk about 
the matric? Are we looking at the knowledge that the kids are, are getting or the young adults today about what they've learned academically? Or there's much more to it from your side that you are working about work ethics, about being serious about it, about what is the, the matric concept have to add to the working force or to the future of the students? Thank you. So the matric year for me is a very special year. It runs almost on its own academic timetable in the school because of the timing of the external exams, etc. The matric year almost runs on its own timeline in our school. We encourage the students to continue with their holistic education. Many of our kids play sport all the way through to the third term. They're involved in our major musical production in the first term. We, we do try and keep them involved in the, in the full life of the school because we think it's important. But it's a busy, it's a tough year. I always say to the matrix, there's no new content really that you have to cover in the matric year. It's a year of polish. It's a year of academic maturity in my mind, where they take, let's face it, grade 11 is a tough year where they're learning a lot of new material. Um, there's not much more to teach in the matric year, but we're really crafting the level of response that they're going to make in an assessment, that, that critical thinking skill, um, how are they expressing themselves on paper? How are they crafting their answers to the, to the different assessments that come their way? So it's a year for me, a year of polishing more than a whole lot of new content to, to, to cover. Amazing. Rob, uh, and I'm going to go to you because I'll, I'll come back in a moment. Um, Rob, when we look at the metric results and being a school principal for quite some time, and as all of you are, does, does it not get to be like a routine of, okay, another year and another year and another year, and are we really celebrating or it's just, okay, we have graduates, let's move on? Um, no, not at all. Each year is very special. Um, and it's quite amazing because every year has their group personality or their class personality. So at the end of every year, we wonder how we're going to love another, another grade, like you know the grade that's just left. And every year, you get, as you get to know the kids better and you know understand and work together, um, it's really one year where everybody's pulling in the right direction and the same direction, and everybody knows exactly what they're looking to try and achieve. You know this wonderful real mensch that's going to come out of school at the end of end of their. 12 or 14 years of schooling so it's a, it's a special time for for the individual kids and getting to understand their backstories you can really celebrate with them when they achieve what they you know set out to achieve and what they've done amazing and Lorraine I have to ask you when it comes to the metric because more and more I've come across in the past few years of very successful people that I've worked with around the world that when they hear I'm from South Africa, they'll say, oh, I went to King David, I've been in King David, and they've reached very high places in, in where they are. And my question to you is specifically, and then maybe Joseph, I'll get back to you also because your students said about leaving South Africa, uh, but I'm wondering from you, looking at the traditional matric and, and doing the matric again and again and again, is there not something we need to look at to prepare our kids for success overseas? Um, one would hope that they're not going to go overseas. <laughs> um, but even if they do, I think um, the reality is if you look at the success of um, 
ex-Davidians and their unbelievable um, contribution to other countries, I think that we do prepare them. And I think that I agree with Joseph when he says that our matric and the rigor and what we offer the children throughout their schooling, it isn't just the matric. Our students are well equipped and um, it's been proven over and over again. There's, you know, the IB focuses on, um, certainly at a matric level, um, honing those skills but I think it depends on the school itself as well that the responsibility is to create adults eventually that will be able to take their place um, in in South Africa please God and certainly abroad so I don't think we should be looking at anything else I think that this is an exit point for our children as it is in many countries and um, I think the success of schools is how children achieve overseas in universities in South Africa and in here and I think if one looks at it and we get that we get a lot of that data from the universities there's no two ways about it that our schools are preparing them. Okay, amazing. And any comments, any thoughts that we have from the listeners before we take an ad break or after we take an ad break, please share it with us. We'd love to hear your thoughts about Matric, about your schooling experiences or any comments or questions or anything that is relevant. 34519 is the SMS line or Telegram 061-895-1019 or you could even send us an email at onair at highfm.com. Short break. We'll be right back. The Chai Chinuch Show is brought to you by King David Schools, the cornerstone of our community for 75 years. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinuch, We are back in a fascinating discussion. Right before the break, I, we were speaking about the concept of preparing our kids for the ability to actually go overseas and succeed in other countries. And Lorraine said that although King David students are doing very well overseas, she hopes that they don't and stay here. Um, Joseph, I'm going to you because as I have heard from some of your students about the discussion about going to uh, learn overseas and, and exploring the world and not staying in necessarily limited where we grew, what is your take? So a couple of years ago, we, we tried to look at Red Hill and redefine what Red Hill is as a school. And so we look at ourselves as being an international school that is deeply rooted in South Africa. Um, and trying to get our students to make global impacts because I think we live in a world now that is a global world. Um, and the impact you make wherever you make it will have an impact on, on, on a lot of people all over the place. Um, the re- and that's the reason we brought in the International Baccalaureate because that would benchmark what we were doing with international practice and international standards. Um, and yes, our students, you interviewed uh, two of our students. It just so happened that at, at Red Hill, our top IB student and our top IEB student were both Jewish boys. Um, and both of them are, you know, one of them is looking to stay in South Africa. One's wanting to go down to Cape Town. That's where he wants to study. And the other one, Josh Brooking, is looking to go overseas and study at Harvard or, I mean, study at uh, Cambridge, Cambridge or yeah. at, um, um, which is the other one? I think it was Cambridge that he wanted yeah, to Cambridge. go to. Um, and, and we are very supportive of this because in the world that you're living in, there are certain universities that will offer the best degree in certain subjects and in certain areas. And, and we encourage our students to go overseas and get the best that they can from the best universities that offer the best courses in what they're wanting to study with the hope that they will one day come back then and be able to give what they've learned back to the South African uh, community. But we don't see it as, you know, having to make a a decision of whether you stay in South Africa or whether you go overseas. We say the world is your oyster. 
go to the university in the world that will give you the best education that you feel you can get in that particular course and then hopefully you'll come back and share it with South Africa. Okay, so we talk about the, the connection between our South African students and in integrating into the world. And I want to ask you, uh, Diane, about your students integrating into South Africa, meaning there are kids in South Africa that are going to public schools and there are kids in South Africa going to private schools. There are kids that are getting a very high uh, education and, and have a route, uh, hopefully, to great success. And there's a lot of kids in South Africa that are not on that track. What do you do and or how do you envision that relationship between these two parts of two groups in South Africa? And is there a need to actually help the kids integrate within the society they live in before we even look at overseas? I think that's an important question, um, particularly in our country. And for us at St. Mary's, it is really important that the girls have a broader perspective than the cocoon. Um, we have a school that uh, is populated with children who come from Alexandra Township and they come to St. Mary's every week weekend where they um, are taught uh, and, and are really helped to improve their senior school results from grade 8 to 12. And we encourage the St. Mary's girls to get involved in that school from a service point of view, so to work in the school, to contribute to, to the school. I think it's really, really important that um, as South Africans we realise the, the vast differences um, in, our, in our society, the difficulties in our society, because in itself um, it's going to be up to us to make a difference and to change some of those circumstances. And, um, I think we, we often speak at St. Mary's about making a difference in, in society and how do you do that? You, you first have to understand it and then know where those difficulties lie so that you can make a difference. I think in, in some ways it comes down to problem solving, which is very much part of education and how you can use your education, your intelligence to solve some of the bigger problems that face um, our society, our country and even the world. Okay, so when we look at that integration and the difference and, and you know the ability to connect, I'm wondering how much of the, f the family factor and where the families that the children come from have that um, have, a, have a part in that success, and is there a huge ability to affect that in a child's journey, regardless of their background? And I actually want to hear from Rebecca because I personally know um, some students that have matriculated by you as a principal and their daughters have done the same. So when you see that, do you see that there's a some kind of path almost that, you know, the school can do what they can do, but there is the background or every child is an open book and we can just start from scratch and create a new generation? That's a brilliant question. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the students in our school do come from very specific families. And I think sometimes the parents have decided the path, and obviously we're talking more the religious path, that their daughters should take. But, but with that said, I think times are changing. It's very interesting to see. And I, th I think parents are realizing that we're living 
in a generation where the students are free thinkers and they have their own ideas and they know what they want to do. And I am seeing more and more that as long as it fits into kind of the ethos of the family, parents are allowing their children to do it. So whereas many years ago, many, many years ago, and I've been at Torah Academy for many years that I will not mention on air, um, we found that the girls coming into the school would leave school, go to seminary, become teachers, and become, thank God, wives and mothers. And that sort of was the journey. Today we are not seeing that. Not to say no one's becoming a teacher, but definitely that isn't the only profession they're choosing. And that shows me how times have changed, even if their mothers are teachers and some of their mothers are doctors and, I don't know, any type of, in any profession. So I think no longer are, are the parents dictating as much, but with all that said, we're a religious school and, and we definitely believe that Yiddishkeit, um, Torah learning, is what makes our students whole. That's ultimately we do not believe that the matric results define them. I think the way of life and the Torah that they've learned is what defines them. And thank God we're successful on that level, on both levels, but on the level of Torah learning. And I think that, yeah, every child is able to do what they want to do. And it's beautiful to see. It's amazing to be a part of that. And yeah, as you know, we're a Lubavitch school, a Chabad school. Many of our students go on to go to weird and wonderful places around the world. Um, it's unbelievable. They contribute to society and their parents are really proud of them and their parents buy into it. So no longer is it so stereotyped that it has to be in a specific way. Okay. Andrew, what would you say? What else is shifting through the years of generations since when you were maybe in school as a student until today? I think that when I was in school, the principals were very scary and it was scary to even pass by their door. And now I think things have changed, but what are you seeing as shifting throughout the years that you've been involved in education? So there's a lot, there's a lot that has shifted. One of the things, and I think it's a misunderstanding largely on the part of, of the public, is the notion that the matric has become easier that in fact the because the past requirements are are published at the level that they are that the that matric is not as challenging as it was years ago and and i really want to dispel that strongly you know if one looks at the different pressures that are on the students completing matric and coming out of school um, the competition for a place in tertiary study has just become dog eat dog and really tough if you want to get into the university of your choice whether it be locally or abroad if you want to get into the faculty of your choice and the course of your choice um, the competition is is so tough and the curriculum now okay so we've gone from six to seven subjects it's only one more uh, it doesn't sound like a lot but but the level of engagement that is required the level of response in the assessments that they are looking for from the students, it, it's almost a first year university level um, that they're looking for of engagement and this, the skills that the matrics come into that final exam with. And, and so that's, that's one thing that for me, 
when we see, we often have the discussions with families where the, the mom will be saying, my son in grade 11 has to pull out of all of his extramurals because there's just too much pressure. And obviously that's not what we want. We want them to remain engaged. But the pressure is phenomenal. And so that's, that's I just want to kick off with that. That's one thing I've noticed, certainly. Okay, that. so on that I want to ask Lorraine, because from King David Linksfield, and you're hearing what Andrew says about King David Victory Park. And I'm wondering, in your schools, what are you doing to keep your students human and friendly and nice when you're describing such a hectic competition and stress? Hmm. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think that I think I agree with Andrew when it comes to um, to a student in matric. I think the most important thing is that it's not just about academics. Uh, I think that if children are being able to partake in any extramural, which is a de-stress, um, then um, you'll find that those kids, the busy kids, are, are, are the ones that actually achieve. I believe that kids that just go home every day actually sort of, it just perpetuates that tension. They never have any way of, of sort of getting off any kind of steam. So, um, yeah, I think the matric is very, uh, the matric years, and it's because it's an exit point. Um, it's, it, it is a very pressurized year, but I think children that can be involved um, at all areas, whether it be in outreach or whether it be sport or whether it be culturals, those are the kids that actually you can get a balance with. And being able to also communicate and support each other as friends and have a social life throughout this year? Yes, definitely. I think th that's one thing our kids do really well. They, they're really good <laughs> at the social aspect. Um, so yeah, I'm not worried. something there. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried about that part. <laughs> okay. So then, I, Joseph, I'm going to... Uh, not Joseph. Um, Rob, I'm going to ask you, because... Your students, a lot of them have at Yeshiva Gods what we call night seder. And after they've done school and they've done everything and they've done it, now they come back to school to do uh, Jewish studies. How does that affect um, their stress in the matric year? How does that affect their ability to cope academically? Um, you as the secular principal, does that work hand in hand with your vision? Um, <clears throat> yes, it certainly does work hand in hand with our vision. Uh, we are a Torah school, um, but we also want children to have the balance that we're all speaking about. Um, we see the way in which Torah is learned um, certainly complements what we are trying to do in the secular classroom from a skills point of view, um, analyzing texts, developing arguments, um, you know, forming opinions and expressing those. But, you know, I'm a strong believer in relationships, in teaching. And I think that is another change in education <clears throat> that we've actually... Excuse me, nowadays. I think it's a very different relationship between students and teachers. Um, although it's still a very professional relationship, I think it's a relationship where teachers really get to know their students and in that way get the best out of their students. And the students um, be known and loved, so to speak, um, give of their best. So I think there's a huge synergy between Night Seder and Lumine Kodish studies, secular studies. Um, it's, it's how all of this is demonstrated to students who can then take that into their lives as well. You're talking about the relationship between the teachers and between the students, which is huge. And 
it's staying professional at the same time. And I'm going to jump to you, Rebecca, because if we talk about the relationship between the teacher, the principal, and the schools, uh, currently in the South African reality, it seems to be that the biggest social place that we have is our shuls. And that's where everybody meets on Shabbos, and that's where everybody connects. And that's where your teachers and your students and, um, you know, the school staff and, and students meet together in a whole different setting. Is there any relevance to the fact that they're teacher-student when they meet on Shabbos at the Kiddush? Or is there no relevance? Or is, and is there any relevance in the classroom with the fact that they just had potentially a Lechaim last week? Brilliant question, and I think that sums up a school like Torah Academy. We, we are not just a school, we're a family. Uh, we're a community school. So yeah, we are coming from the night before to Lachayim and we spent Shabbos at your table, and that is the way it works. But I think that's one of the many successes of the Torah Academy schools, is we manage again to balance that. When you are at school, I'm your principal. And when I leave school and I'm on the phone to your mom because she's my best friend, I'm your mother's best friend. And then when we sit around the Shabbos table, I'm a combination of both. So there's an element of uh, respect. I think the beauty is in our school also that we're not a massive school. And the connection that we have with our students is, is very specific. We, we have an open door policy. We understand the ins and outs with every single girl in the school and I think having that and it's really a privilege to have that when we are put into more difficult situations I mean I'm going to add to that mix that on Friday we called your parents in because you know you're really not achieving very well and uh, you're misbehaving and Friday night I'm sitting at your Shabbos table and it takes a lot of work to kind of um, be able to put to separate between the two and I think we do it well and I think the girls actually and the boys in the boys school I think the students benefit from that because they see that we're real people and they do have respect thank God and they have respect when they see you out of school and I think that's the beauty of a family school I really do okay fascinating so Joseph I think you represent the exact opposite of a school that is not a community and it has quite a few communities in different cultures and communities that come to your school and right after the break I want to hear what's the beauty of that part and where is that different in in what it would it be effective their academics differently their social life differently is it what just how would you see it otherwise and we will just take a short break and we'll come back. The Chai Chinuch Show is brought to you by King David Schools, the cornerstone of our community for 75 years. 101.9 Chai FM Chai Chinuch We are here discussing all about the high school schools and we started with matric, but I think we've moved a bit uh, further from there. Right before the break we spoke and we heard from Rebecca Sarchi, who's the principal of Tar Academy, all about having a community school and the benefits. And I'd love to hear from Joseph Jurassi, who is running a school that is not necessarily a community school. How does it work by you and where do you see the differences? Right, so it's interesting. I think all schools will talk about their schools as being families. Um, and while Red Hill is not, in, in the sense that was just spoken about, an old Jewish family, it is a family, but a very diverse family. It's a family that's made up of different races, um, and we have a broad range, and it's a family that's made up of different religions. 
Um, again, we have a sizable Jewish community. Almost 20% of our school is Jewish. Um, we have Hindus, we have Muslims, we have Christians. And it's a community that has to, has to look at where we have commonalities. And we spend a lot of time within that community learning to accept each other, learning to accept each other's ideas, having a space where students and families um, can speak to one another and find commonality. But at all times, we find, we find opportunities to come together. So we have a lot of festivals in our school. I mean, Heritage Day is an amazing day where all the kids you know, will come dressed up in their different heritages and their, the, the, you know, the, the clothing and we will have food from different cultures etc and they will share with one another these type of things so for if we're talking specifically about the Jewish community and the kids that come to Red Hill they're part of two different communities because they come to Red Hill doesn't mean they're not part of the Jewish community they do go to synagogue they have a community when they go into synagogue and you know they will have Shabbat dinners around with their families and it's a very very warm and wonderful community as as I know, having been a head of King David in my past. But at the same time, they have a very diverse family, a family that gets to speak about different things and to speak about differences and prepare them, hopefully, for the world that awaits them when they leave a school like Red Hill. So that, that's the way we, we, we deal with community. Amazing. And while we speak about the diversity and about the, the different groups in the school, the thing that's in common in the school is that the, the kids come and need to be have some, some kind of... Uh, exams to check their level and see that everybody is fitting in the same similarity space which takes me to King David which uh, Laurie you're a principal of a school that people get accepted based on their re religion based on who they are without necessarily checking their academic level first which gives a whole different side of diversity of different levels different cultures different places how does that come to play so um, thank you for asking the question. I, I mean, I just want to clarify firstly that um, the King David schools accept children who are not only Jewish, provided those children are willing to follow the ethos of the school, which means um, taking Jewish studies in Hebrew. But I think that we very much focus on the top academics, of which we're all very proud of, and, and really um, sort of sets our schools apart. But I think that what we haven't mentioned is that as a community school, um, as you just said, we, we take children in because we believe every child deserves um, a Jewish education. And we have at least 12 to 15 percent of our kids that come in with some barrier to learning from remedial schools. And that's the excellence that I think that we've been so proud to to. to so proud of that all those children were able to um, gain university entrance um, had they had to take a benchmark test one doesn't know at a grade 8 level how they would mature by the time they get to grade 12 and I think that's the mark of our schools um, and the mark of our staff that we're able to take in these these children who are um, a credit to our school who are involved in all school activities and they can leave as proud Davidians. So for me, I think that, the, you know, while we do focus on the best, that these kids are the best as well. They've reached their, their potential. And for me, that is the mark of an excellent school. Amazing. I want to hear, uh, uh, Diana, I would like to hear from you because you have something very unique about your school when we talk about diversity, and that is that it's an only girls' school. And you know, 
Rebecca Asso is a principal of an only girls school, but that has to do also with the religion part and the reason that uh, of for the for being only girls. What is the benefits of being an all girls school? I think girls are really able to develop confidence to be themselves in an all girls environment. Uh, what what we see is they they mature into really independent thinkers confident and uh, ready to take on on the challenges that that uh, lie ahead um, they also St Mary's is a very diverse school so although we are an Anglican school our community is diverse in terms of religion and race um, and and socioeconomics and I think that um, being all girls allows them to explore that diversity and to benefit from that diversity in terms of the range of thought and belief and and culture. Um, I, I, I do think that being in an all-girls environment takes away some of the pressure um, of, of being in a, in a co-educational school. But what we really see is it's just a wonderful time for girls to explore their potential, develop their talents. We really try to offer as many opportunities as possible. So not only do they develop as as educated uh, young women who are critical thinkers, um, but they they become sportswomen and artists and performers, and some of them feel very deeply about society and 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 how they can make change. So I think it it, it allows probably more opportunities for the girls who. Do you recommend the same for boys? I do. Definitely. Okay, so you do believe that there's benefit in that uh, separation and growth. Uh, okay, amazing. So as as we're getting closer to the end of the hour, and and it passed way faster than we could ever imagine due to uh, um, the large group. And however, I have to say that I think it's fascinating and amazing that we have this discussion here, and I really hope and wish to see. Uh, uh, more of discussions between schools and connections and between principals. I want to ask you, and I'm going to start with you, um, Rob, regarding what do you hope to see our society in a few years from now? What is your hope? What is your wish to see your alumni look like, the society go to, and what do you hope for South Africa and wish? So keep that thought, because we do have to take our ad break, and when we come back, we'll go through and hear from everybody your vision going forward. Short ad break, and we'll be right back. The Chai Chinuch Show is brought to you by King David Schools, the cornerstone of our community for 75 years. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai We are back, and we are reaching, really, the end of today's show. And just to get to the end, seeing the people, the group of people that are responsible for the education of the next generation for the next leaders are going to come with memories from these people here and knowing that they're holding such a huge part of what's going to happen to south africa in south africa and to our community i'd love to spend about 30 seconds with each of you about your vision and hope and wish going forward i'll start with you rob mm, i think this ties into a question that people have asked me before in why education why have you gone into education and for me, it's the faith and hope in young people and the, the faith that I have in people. So, you know, my vision may be more idealistic than most, but um, I honestly believe that the younger generation are going to be able to solve a number of the problems that we've created. And 
sometimes it's inadvertently, you know, whether it's climate change, whether it's political boundaries, whether it's, you know, all of those things that come with climate change, the political strife that we've seen in the world, you know, in the Middle East, in the Ukraine. Um, we want a, a group of young people that can think for themselves, um, that can put their mind to creative problem solving, to create communities where we put people first. You know, we talk a lot about AI, but AI is only going to be able to do what people want it to do um, or how people control that. So we want a generation that is going to make good decisions, make ethical decisions, um, and be able to carry those ethical decisions out, whether it's through AI, whether it's through politics, whether it's through climate change, um, young people that are considerate, and think about long-term, you know, the long-term consequences of a decision. Amazing. Well said. Lorraine. Um, I have to agree with Rob. Um, I think schools are going to have to reimagine education to a certain degree. Um, I think that um, AI is going to have the capacity to contain or uh, have mem you know, uh, be able to keep me you know, knowledge and everything. And it's, for me, it's not about that. I think it's the importance for schools will be focusing on skills such as entrepreneurship, um, creativity, um, collaboration, being able to be um, decent human beings in the world. And as Rob said, I think have a moral compass and I think that it's an exciting time I think that um, please God all these children that will be going out and taking up their place that they will have matriculated with with those skills but I think we've got to keep keep reimagining of how we can do it better perhaps not always just sticking to the curriculum and um, hopefully in South Africa we will be able to keep our youth here and that they will make a, signif a significant change to what could be a magnificent country. Amazing. Andrew? I think that concept of what it means to be a mensch is so important. Across the King David schools this year we have a campaign, It's Cool to Be Kind, where we're really focusing in on that concept of what it is to be a mensch. I think that's very important going forward, that the, the students remain good human beings um, and that we turn out good human beings. That's critical. At a Victory Park level, I want to keep an eye on my top achievers and make sure that they remain competitive with the best of the best globally, um, that they're right up there with the very best. But at the same time, it's been our mission at Victory Park to offer a very personalized education where we hold those that are not as academically strong and we, we strive for personal best. Each individual journey is important to us and each individual result for each student is important. They all tell a story and it's important that the students know that we see them through all of that. Wow, amazing. Rebecca? So, Torrey Academy Schools, you know, one of our slogans that have been put out there is we can't predict the future but we can build it so for anyone who drives down Durham Road you will <laughs> see our brand new girls high school almost finished please God we hope to move in at the end of the term and this is just an unbelievable beyond unbelievable dream come true and I think that sums us up we believe in in growth and we believe in positivity we are here to stay we're not going anywhere we're here to stay um, and to build this country, to build this country with our students who will contribute 
in every area, wherever they possibly can, be it in the religious arena, doctors, beauticians, as I said before, nothing is more or less important and everything in between. So I think for the future, I hope in this crazy world that we're living in at the moment, I hope they will be able to see the light from the darkness. I hope they will continue to contribute to society and I can't wait to watch them do it. Amazing, you will. Um, Diane. Diane. I think character development is very important and a lot of that happens at school. Um, what we want is for girls to leave St. Mary's independent, um, really caring very deeply about issues and being well informed. And I, like Rob, I think I have so much faith and hope in the young people of today. Joseph, your vision? Sir Robert, it was interesting. At the, in the break, you, you happened to ask me in a, in a multicultural school like ours that has large percentages of Jewish students and Muslim students, have what's been happening in the rest of the world affected us? And, uh, you know, I can say thank God that it hasn't affected us. Um, and we've tried to figure out what has taken place that has not allowed our Muslim and our Jewish community to be at each other's throats, as we've seen on other campuses in the world, and we've seen what's been happening in the world. And I think that's because we explicitly teach the concept of conflict resolution. Um, we see leaders moving forward as not being people who are either going to be proven right or wrong, but rather the people that can go out there and take these kind of leaders and be able to resolve the conflict. And if we looked at what's happening in the world at the moment, wouldn't it be great to have leaders who could resolve conflict instead of trying to prove who's right and who's wrong? And we've seen by the very example of our school, which could have been a, a, an absolute lightning rod for major, major issues, a very, very calm um, uh, community, campus, where children talk about the way they feel, but also believe very, very strong, strongly in conflict resolution. So I hope to see coming out of our schools, students who can make a difference in the South African political arena, in the world, by being able to resolve conflict by the way they think, and also very importantly, I think, by being able to see the difference between um, fake news and real news and real facts. I think it's really, really important that we teach our kids the difference between the two. Amazing. In a world that knowledge is just everywhere, it's extremely important. Thank you, all of you. It's really been a fascinating hour. I know way faster. And every one of you, I really wish and hope we had more time to discuss. Uh, all I can say is good luck and thank you so much for what you're doing for our nation and best of luck to succeed and fulfill the holy, holy mission you're on. Thank you so much for being with us and thank you so much for the listeners. Thank you, Senna, for putting all of this together. Thank you, Craig, for managing the show perfectly. Thank you to the listeners and we will be back next week, Monday, 2 to 3, as we do every week. In the meantime, stay safe and after today, stay inspired and work forward. The Chai Chinuch Show was brought to you by King David Schools, instilling Jewish values, delivering exceptional education, and inspiring a life of purpose.